This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris sure you heard the news by now that the uh, government shutdown has been avoided. Catastrophe avoided, they would say. I'm not sure that I see it like that. But going into this, there was Republicans in Congress that made a promise that government would be shut down. I want to say Lindsey Graham was on that list. Said that the government would be shut down unless there was uh, action taken to address the immigration issues and also to deal with the uncontrolled spending in Ukraine. And both of these requests were incredibly reasonable. Everybody that I spoke to, not one person that I spoke to, granted, this is my inner circle, so, you know, we surround ourselves with like-minded people. I probably do the same. But I didn't, I didn't hear anybody that pushed back on that. I didn't hear anybody concerned about shutting down the government. And you had a few of these, uh, quote, MAGA Republicans, the extremists, the loonies, you know, not the guy who who hit the fire alarm or whatever he did there. Not him. No, he's not an extremist. Did you hear about that? This is uh, the Congress of the United States of America. Guy uh, hits the fire alarm to delay a vote on the budget, no less. So finally, the Republicans gave in. Another spending bill passed. You know, the only thing that I'm surprised is that they didn't actually add more money in there. That's usually the way it goes. But I think at this point that uh, even the most politically benign, alienated, disengaged people in this country, every citizen realizes that uh, we don't have any representation anymore. We don't have a say in this government. How, how could you look at what's going on here? I've been saying it for years. Ask anybody. Nobody agrees with this debt, 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 debt. But yet it continues to go on. And we will bear the punishment of it. Who was I listening to? And they, they'll blame us for it. It's really true. Inflation will go through the roof. Costs are through the roof. And they'll turn around and blame us. You know, honestly, for me at this point, uh, six years, in, um, just over six years doing this podcast. This is not even like a big event to me. You know, I think I think there's a lot in the history. The government's only been shut down four times or something like that. I mean, yeah, well, it was like the four out of the last five or something like that. Like it's become more the norm than the exception, I think. And they try to say that these people that want to shut it down are a bunch of loonies and extremists. But how else does this lunacy get stopped? But even just in six years of podcasting, obviously my own personal interest prior to that, I remember, um, I think we didn't get paid at one point. Clinton was the president, maybe? I don't recall. Um, anyway, it's very interesting. Uh, oh, the drama, the theatrics going into it. That's why I guess I brought that up. Some of the people, this is going to be the worst shutdown in history. (laughs) And I just thought, God willing, end this nightmare of a government. How embarrassing. How absolutely embarrassing. The state of our schools, our communities, 
Our country's abysmal. Meanwhile, Congress is arguing about what to wear, and if they don't get their way, they're going to pull the fire alarm. This is not Republicans doing these things. Remember that. Not that Republicans don't pull their own things. But there's simply no will to do anything about the problems that we're having. Keep wasting money horribly. And we just continue to suffer the consequences. Republicans in Congress had a golden opportunity to get some kind of movement on the border issue. Some level of restraint on the Ukraine spending. Why is it so unreasonable to ask for an accounting of where the money's going in Ukraine? They're coming out now and American money is funding, funding all of Ukraine's first responders. What, what don't we fund at this point? We fund pharmaceuticals. We fund free college. They, they want a cradle to grave. They want the daycare covered. You know, no person should go without food, water, happiness, a roof over their head. It's a pretty long list. I got no problem with it. No problem with it at all. How's it getting paid for? Let's just get right down to business. Nobody knows. They're going to run the country into the ground. They're going to stop. We're going to no more gas vehicles. But you better hope that the auto workers win this fight. Don't bank on it. They'll pay them off. They'll retire them out. Largely a bunch of old white guys. They'll just move them on. Done it in the past. They'll do it again. Two simple things that this Congress needed to address the border and the Ukraine spending. Nothing got done. Now they're talking about McCarthy getting fired. What do you say? I, I would say yes. Should be. No leadership at all. Pick a side, McCarthy. Pick a side and go for it with everything you got. I'm not saying don't be reasonable. You can be reasonable. I got no problem with that. But not, when it, not if it means giving up principles. What do we gain? Just embarrassed. Completely embarrassed. Biden's laughing. <laughs> they should make you make it Republicans go got the votes. Just they don't got the votes. He's laughing all the way to the bank. Hunter's over there snorting up another one. And Uncle Joe's <laughs> Mega Republicans, eh? <laughs> How embarrassing for Trump. He said shut it down. It didn't happen. McCarthy's bucking Trump. McCarthy's a spineless jellyfish. Let me uh, share with you a few stories just to show you how bad things are getting. Upstate County in New York. um, Blocks having homeless people bust into their county. Uh Uh-oh. You could start getting into local skirmishes over this stuff, man. What are they going to do if people, like an armed rebellion when they go to drop them off? Are they going to send the military in to force them into communities? How is that going to work exactly? Lunacy what's going on. Uh, Blue cities rampant. Who is this? Uh, My uh, notes aren't working properly here. Oh. Oh. Uh, Washington, D.C., they're talking about the crime. 200 homicides. I'll tell you, uh, it's been quite a while since I was down in Washington, D.C. Oof. 2008, maybe? And um, it's horrible. 
absolutely uncomfortable, the, um, the anger, the hostility on the street. Atlantic City, difficult to get through. Parts of Philadelphia, impassable by whites and others. Safe for no one. Um, violent sex offender um, from New York. Less than a year from being released. Um, killed and raped. Uh, raped and killed another woman, 26 years old. They're letting the criminals out of the jail. Soon they'll be running for office. They'll vote. They'll have them vote. They'll have them running for, they'll become organizers. Some of this is already happening. And next thing you know, they'll want to say, they'll want to run. And you have the makings of history repeating itself, modern day Bolshevism, where we're headed. I wanted to ask you this to add to this uh, dystopic period that we seem to, what do you mean? What do you think they would say that the dystopic age? Like we had the black age, the dark ages, right? I don't know what all these things are. The, uh, the, the Bronze Age, what was that about? Bronze, naturally. <laughs> the, you know, the high impact of bronze. Was it that significant? I suppose it was, if we have a Bronze Age. Anyway, yeah, the, what, the, the, the um, agricultural era, the um, industrial age, the uh, technology age, information age, I guess you'd say. Well, what about the automation age? They've got these robots here, and there's photographs right here. You can look. Why not a video? I don't know. That uh, they can pretty much do the warehouse work of a human. Now, you know, they're talking about autonomous driving. I don't know what's going to happen with that. That doesn't look too likely. Working in warehouses becomes a whole different thing altogether. So my question is, you know, what do you see as the possibilities? I'll say this, every technological change with every change of the era, when the, when the um, industrial age came about, and there was inventions, one of which was the cotton gin, and there was a big uproar that with these, with these advancements, there would be no jobs. All these uh, cotton spinning and weaving jobs would dry up and nobody would have any work. So what do you think about that in terms of robots? I mean, they don't look like they're going to get past driving. So at least we'll all have that to fall back on. What happens, what happens when everybody's driving for, uh, I'll leave it, the company names out of it, right? If everybody's doing deliveries or, you know, taxi-type service, <laughs> when does that market become saturated? Very large pig barrels through a home in England, tax the family. Can you imagine? What would you do if you got attacked by a pig? This is a true story. Oh, assumingly true. I don't know. Uh, he, she, they, the pronoun debate will likely end at the Supreme Court. I guess, I don't know what the legal argument is. Um, can you believe this? This is what our government is focusing the time on. You know, what what we have to call each other. This is how confusing it's gotten. Um, story in the Wall Street Journal. I want to talk about this for a minute or two. I don't know how you blame this on government at all, really. Well, maybe there is. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Wall Street Journal, big story about a guy who killed himself, I think, at work. 
overwork, at work. I think it was kind of both. And, um, you know, I talk to a lot of people. I shouldn't say I talk to a lot of people. I hear from a lot of people. And uh, I hear this pattern over and over and over again about problems at places of work. And there's a very familiar pattern to it. People not, there's a certain number of people not doing what they're supposed to be doing, which beyond causing disruption is unfairly uh, putting work demands on other people who can't even speak up about it, especially if there's racial or gender differences. That the whole system of of right and wrong and, and fairness at work has gotten shifted to some degree. I hear of managers that can't communicate properly, cultures that have become downright toxic as people become uh, seemingly unable to, to simply confront people in a neutral way and even be comfortable or, or, or not threatened to have that kind of conversation. Some of these cultures, what do you blame that on? And, you know, those people say, if you're dealing with that, you know, don't take your own life. Get out. Well, everybody's got to put food on the table. And, you know, this whole living in fear, I think, is is probably causing more problems than we recognize. I really do. Pretty sad that this story happened and it's people are unhappy enough at work that the Wall Street Journal uh, felt that there would be an audience for it. This also from the Wall Street Journal, the United States military is dealing with another kind of weight challenge, skinny fat recruits. Do you know what that is? That's people who are maybe um, within their healthy weight threshold, but they have no muscle, so they're fat, but they're, you know, skinny fat, they call it. And, um, you know, what do you you fault that on? Oh, goodness. You're really going to ask me that? I could go into a million things. Uh, I can tell you, neither of my kids is, ever was, or would I ever expect to be skinny fat. Um, both, uh, well, my son's 25 now, and um, he takes incredible care of himself. He's in the military. My daughter's eight. Uh, she's very athletic. I don't even say that. I don't mean like she's like Miss All-Star because that's not her. But she loves to run, 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 run. She loves to be outside. She loves to be in nature. Um, the skinny fat thing, you know, this is what's happening in the cities and, and the suburbs, really. Where, heck, people aren't even doing yard work. I, I was out on my bike uh, yesterday. And I had a great ride, by the way. I went up to see my friend up at the other end of town. And um, what a ride. What a ride. I got all the way across town and didn't have to hit any main roads, which was nice. Found, you know, little back ways. Didn't have to deal with any traffic. But um, anyway, I was going by this one house, and I saw they cut the grass. And uh, they had done it with a push mower. I'm like, oh boy, that's <laughs> that's painful. I don't know what happened there. I go by there pretty often. I think I would have caught my eye if they were doing that on a regular basis. Maybe the tractor broke down. I bet they had a service. They cut it off. I don't know. 
But I'm looking at this debacle, and I'm like, oh, good Lord. I tried to do it once to do my leaves. I, I, I actually didn't finish. <laughs> I really didn't. I wanted to put the, um, the, the my, what do you call it, measure my steps or whatever to see how far I was going doing that. It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That was right before I got this tractor, and I got in a jam, and uh, I had to get the leaves done. I did it with the push mower. Good Lord, it was brutal. Anyway, I don't know why I got, well, I still want to start to say, why do we have skinny, fat recruits? Well, because people aren't even doing yard work anymore, let alone farm work or construction work. Nobody's doing this kind of thing. God forbid you encourage your kids to do push-ups or or really kind of mandated it. Oh, they it's horrible to even talk like that. Uh this is the news saying that Europeans, a high number, say that you should only be able to fly four times in your lifetime in order to address climate change. So if you don't know, you know, this is a big to-do in the world of climate change. Why they're burning all this fuel flying. So now they want to limit how often people... Well, they've already done it. I mean, I don't want to fly because it stinks. It's horrible. And everybody's saying the same thing. You know, who did that? Who made it, Who made flying terrible? Can you really blame that on the government? Really, you could say capitalism in some ways. You could say, look, the desire for profits, smaller seats, small, you know, full planes, less staff, whatever, whatever cutbacks they've made. Now, some of the airlines will push back on, oh, we've invested in this and that. And I don't know anybody who's enjoying flying since COVID. Everybody's angry about everything. Apparently, including how often other people fly. Um, I don't know. I think it really should let the free market play out. I mean, what do you do if, uh, you know, there's too much demand? Um, Would you agree to some kind of rationing or lottery system so that people could have an opportunity to go? All I know is that we didn't used to have these problems. oh, Oh, look at that. Almost took out the table there. Um... It used to be great in this country. For those of you that don't know, I remember when I was a kid, I used to fly by myself. My parents were separated. My father out in Wisconsin, they put me on a plane in Philadelphia's crazy today. And I'd fly out there by myself. I loved it. It was like being on top of the world. Now, today, not only do I have no desire to do it, I can't stay. I feel dirty when I fly. Getting a little emotional here, aren't I? You get the idea. Another thing, another great American thing ruined, invented here, uh, mastered here, spread around the world, dominated by American companies, and now it's just garbage like everything else. How can that be? How can that be? Listen to this story. Non-binary actor claims that uh, claims trans misogyny. When podcaster asks about transition surgeries for minors, so this is the this is the uh, passive aggressive, hostile you know you know asking uh, uh, LGBTQIA two plus did I miss anything in there? I'm not sure where that stuff all goes now. Um, if you were to question and you say, hey. You know, an individual that falls into that group, they're going to have to fall in that group. They're going to be sympathetic to that group. 
And you say, this, I was waiting for this, the political correctness. You say, well, what about with children? Well, excuse me, Mr. Transmisogynist? Oh, you just wait until it's in HR manuals. I think it practically already is. Do you think if you were standing around the water cooler talking to, um, you know, uh, somebody who's transgender and you say, hey, hey, I see your transition's going well. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And by the way, you know, I, I don't like it with kids. What do you think about the deal with the kids? Do you agree with that or disagree with that? Oh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't have anything to do with it. Run. Absolutely run. I could go on and on about this, some of the things that are being said. Just another attack. There will be enough of them around. Um, let me see if I can tee this up a second. This is classic. Uh, so this gang guy's at the door. And um, there's a guy sitting behind the microphone asking him, how would you handle it? It was like a group of five guys with these automatic, uh, semi-automatic shotguns. <laughs> Banging on the door. And the story is, what would you do? If you look through the peephole. And there's... Someone asked me, you know, hey, Michael, what would you do in this situation? You know, and the only thing I can think of is, you know, without even, straight through the people. No, I wouldn't because I want to make sure I, I know what my threat is and what's behind my threat. Listen to this very carefully because I've had this same discussion with you. Listen carefully. Now I don't want to actually. Remember, the threat is five or six armed masked men banging on the door. What is he going to do? I don't want to miss them and hit one of my neighbors across the street. You know, I want to make sure I hit the threat. I actually want to make sure, you know, I got whoever was inside my house, got them into a little safe room, safe area. So that they're, they're, you know, away from gunfire. I would have gone out the back door, gone around the house to the front of the house, and actually sent them straight to Jesus in the front, standing in my front lawn. How would you send them? I'd have shot right back at the house. With my, the house is my background, and sent them straight to the Lord. You understand that? <laughs> I say that to people. They think I'm nuts. I can't say it on the podcast. There's your answer for you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> What are you going to do if they're banging? Go out the back door and walk around and shoot them right in the back of the head. Oh, was that out loud? I'm saying I think that's what, where he was going with that, right? I don't know. Um, you think it can't happen? Um, Black Lives Matter mobs. This is from the Gateway Pundit. Black Lives Matter mobs. I think this is an old story. Storming neighborhoods demanding white people in Seattle move. Can you imagine? I have been warning you about these threats. Domestic, foreign. The uh, foreign thing, there's going to be, uh, supposedly there's going to be like a an American emergency alert set off on October 3rd or 4th. And then Russia's doing like a, I ke- it keeps getting embellished. A full-scale nuclear response test. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, that combined with the shutdown of the government, which now didn't happen. Don't think everything's okay. Target closing nine stores, including three in the San Francisco Bay Area, because of safety concerns. I heard a flip side to this to say that these stores aren't staffed well enough, and possibly including security. The biggest political news right now, JFK Jr., 
is going to is going to run as an independent. I think also announcing on like October third or fourth or I don't know. Maybe it's the tenth. No, I think it's the third or the fourth. Oh, I don't know. Is like these people that claim to be Q people, and then this gets turned into Q said. No, Q didn't say anything. There hasn't been any Q drops for quite a while. Oh yeah, cracks me up. What's the conspiracy? I'll give it to you right now in one word: bankrupt. We are out of money. They're like, you can't shut this off. Well, the whole thing will implode. Let me tell you how bad it is. I told you this. I'm going to remind you again. One-third of our paychecks is taken in taxes. Do the math. Maybe a little more. Maybe a little less. But they take about a third of your paycheck in taxes and government obligations, right? They're including your Social Security and whatnot. They'll tell you, well, those, those are entitlements. That's your money. You get to keep that. Oh, yeah, you let me know how it is when you go to get it. Let's see how you feel about it then. One-third of your paycheck gone. Then half of all of your money ends up being paid in taxes, real estate taxes, or even if you rent, portion of that is still real estate taxes, car registration fees, tolls, licenses, fees, pool passes, you name it. All that money the government takes in, about half. That's a big burden to bear. Historically speaking, it was never allowed to have governments take that kind of money. Somehow today we willfully do it. If that's not enough, they run up so much debt, we don't know how it's going to get paid back. It's causing inflation right now to spike 8 to 10% of the value of everything every year disintegrating. The cash, your house, all of it. You say, no, the house value went up. Yeah, yeah, look at what you can do with the remaining equity there and tell me everything's okay. You know this. Go do the math. If it's so great, your home equity, it's gained in value so much. that Tell me why you're not selling and, and trading up and taking advantage of some of those gains. Because it's phony. It's fake. It's been taken with the inflation. They already spent the money. It's gone. People fairly realize this. And on top of it, the security situation in this country is disintegrating. Tell me how we got to this point. I don't know. Um, I'll leave you with this, a couple of thoughts. I've been under a little bit of stress lately. I've had a little legal matter I'm dealing with. It's really not a big deal. I let it get to me. I told myself this weekend. So, let it go. Let it go. You know, bad things happen to good people. They quit crying about it. Um, I got a busy week coming up this week. Uh, three podcasts is what I'm expecting to do. I'll see you today, Wednesday, Friday's the game plan. And uh, I'll leave you with this little thought. So we had like a week of rain here. I don't know, it probably wasn't a week, but this is coming off of such a stretch of beautiful weather. I mean, just even through last winter was awesome. A lot of people, they're saying this winter is going to be bad. Bad. What does that mean? This winter's going to be bad. Bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, bad. <laughs> what does that mean? Cold, bad? Wet, bad? Snow, bad? No, all bad. Bad. That's <laughs> how old men talk. Oh, it's, it's bad out there. How's the traffic? Oh, bad. Traffic's bad. <laughs> How's the weather? Bad. Oh, the weather's been bad. Brutal. Weather's bad. <laughs> How's your favorite sports team? Ah, bad. 
something around age 50, everything is goes <laughs> bad. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I didn't mean to go off on that tangent. I'm insulting myself. I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> and it was like a, a month and a half of rain. No, I'm kidding. Like five days or something. Only added to my displeasure. It was so nice. The sun opened up. We had some friends over Saturday night. We had a big fire out back. There was no wind. It was just gorgeous. It really was. We had such a nice time. I uh, was out on my bike on Sunday and got some time out there with my shirt off. Uh, bottom line, you know, don't let yourself get skinny fat. Don't let yourself get pale. Um, don't let yourself get sausage fingers. Go toughen up your hands. Get outside. Dig around in the dirt. I'm telling you. If you, if you live in a city... I don't know. Get out of there once in a while. I don't know what to tell you. Get out of there once in a while. Probably the best thing you can do. At least be outside. It's better than being inside. Even if it's in the uh, urban jungle. Still better for you. God willing, I'll be back in a couple of days. Sure hope to see you there in the meantime. Make it a great day.